Chris Lee and Blake Lovell of Southeastern 14 here to do Week 9 Power Rankings for SEC Football. A reminder, always looking for sponsors, caroline.smith at southeastern14.com. Let's get right into the Power Rankings. We start at 14, where Vanderbilt had a bye week and remains uh, 14th, although the Commodores almost could have moved up by virtue of how bad some of these other teams looked like. Yeah, bottom of the league right now, not exactly um, shining, I would say, but that's what you expect. So that's why they're at the bottom of the league, right? You've got what Vanderbilt's lost six in a row. Um, you've got another team that's lost six in a row. You got a team that's lost four in a row, three in a row, and so forth. So, yeah, um, I don't think the Commodores are moving up this week, uh, no matter what happened elsewhere. So, yeah, uh, number 13, South Carolina. Uh, boy, did the Gamecocks look bad in Columbia, Missouri, and entered or exited the game more banged up even than they entered it, and they were pretty banged up to begin with. And you just think about the difference in momentum if they win that Florida game. Um, mm. I'm not saying they're going to beat Missouri, but it's just a different – just different confidence at that point. And, yeah, to lose that game the way they did and then to have to come out and play just a red-hot Missouri team, not a great setup for the Gamecocks and the injuries, yeah, continue. Number 12, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, we, we could have had a pillow fight for this 13 spot, I think. Uh, we gave it to South Carolina, put Arkansas 12, and Arkansas becomes the first team to fire a coordinator or a coach in season in the SEC. So the Razorbacks have that going for them. We did. You guys talked about that on um, another video that's up this morning. So you haven't checked that out. Uh, that went up early. Uh, reaction to the Dan Enos firing as offensive coordinator. And yeah, I mean, I mentioned a minute ago. Isn't it wild? Who would have ever guessed that if you had to pick two teams that would have six game losing streaks at this point in the season, it would be Vanderbilt and Arkansas. Um, yeah. That's just, yeah, I know Arkansas fans don't want to hear that, but that is the state of where things are. And um, hey, you look at the upcoming schedule, right? I mean, this thing don't get much easier. Um, you know, they get a bye, but they got to go to Florida, you know, Auburn. They get Missouri still. Like, this thing is, yeah, it's not – that was just a brutal game. What else do you say? So, Blake, with the stage of the season where sometimes you don't have to do much, sometimes it just don't be terrible or, or maybe be less terrible than some other teams around you. That is how Mississippi State winds up in the 11 spot after a thrilling 7-3 to win in Fayetteville on Saturday. Yeah, I don't I really don't know what to say like that was um, I just did not see any game like that whatsoever coming. Like I would have thought, you know, even if Mississippi State wins, right, I would have felt like it'd been a high scoring type game where, you know, these two teams just traded blows and found some offensive firepower. But boy, that was not the case there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, hey, credit to Mississippi State. They won two games in a row and uh, now they got a pretty tough slate to finish the season at Auburn. They got Kentucky, A&M, and Ole Miss. So. All right, I feel like this is where teams start to separate a little bit. We've got Auburn at 10. The Tigers still don't have an offense, particularly a passing game. There's a running game there, but the defense <laughs> continues to be pretty good, and that's good enough for 10 this week. Yeah, I mean, I guess there there is something to be said just about hanging around and being in games at this point. I mean – that's like I said, I mean, they did it against Georgia. They do it against Ole Miss. And that's, I guess, about all you can ask for, right? In terms of response after losing that LSU the way they did. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you talk about way schedules set up. I, I look at Auburn. I feel like this is probably a team. I don't know how much further they're going to move up based on the nine teams ahead of them that I really can't see dropping 
far at all. Um, yeah. But like, you know, look, they get Mississippi State up next at home. They got to go to Vanderbilt. They go to Arkansas. Those are all, you know, winnable games. I don't call them easy games, but they're all very winnable. So, um, yeah, chance to build a, some momentum here, even though they've lost four in a row. But you've seen some good, I think, in this Auburn team. If they can just, you know, find enough to to be able to to outduel some of these teams that we know maybe have a bit more offensive um, firepower right now. Kentucky at nine. Uh, and, and by the way, Auburn was a pretty easy 10. Hard to really justify Auburn ahead of the few teams in front of it. Or hard to justify Auburn any differently than ahead of the teams in front of it or behind the teams that are in front of Auburn. Uh, if that makes sense, probably not. But anyway, we got Kentucky at nine. Uh, the Wildcats have just looked awful the last two weeks that we have seen them play, getting blown out by Georgia and then no showing for the second half of the Missouri game. But Kentucky also did some good work earlier in the season. That's part of its DNA. And so Kentucky at nine. Yep. And I mean, you know, this is the game, right? You talk about, I mean, this is a, a crucial game for the, the Cats against Tennessee coming up this week. And yeah, because we know what's still left on the schedule in terms of Tennessee, Alabama, at Louisville, um, you know, those other two road trips in there to Mississippi State and South Carolina. So, yeah, we'll see what the bye week came up with for the Cats because they need to get right uh, in, in a hurry here, I think. For lack of a better idea, Texas A&M at eight. That's always what you want to hear if you're an A&M fan. We don't know where to put you, so we're just going to throw you right here at number eight. Um, but, I mean, look, they've – what? I mean, I, I just think it's – again, you look at the teams in front of them, and sure, you can maybe justify a couple teams there, but you're probably – you know, you're not going to move them ahead of the top five by any means. Um, and then, look, they've lost two games in a row, right? The close games, Alabama and Tennessee, nothing to be – you know, that upset about in terms of, um, you know, you felt like you had opportunities yet. It does feel like missed opportunities at this point. And so um, I think they'll, they'll be just fine moving forward because they get South Carolina this weekend. And then, um, you know, still got those two pivotal games and I'm going to go to Ole Miss, have to go to LSU. But I don't, I don't think that the Aggies are as bad as number eight. The problem is, like you said, it's just, I don't know where else you put them. It's so. justifying how you, you move them in front of other teams, in, including yeah. the one just in front of them, uh, Tennessee, which beat the Aggies a couple of weeks ago. Now, Tennessee had a disastrous second half at Tuscaloosa. I still think there's a good ball team in here. Uh, we'll, we'll find out at Kentucky this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, loser, that one doesn't feel good about things. But uh, I'll take the Vols at seven uh, just by virtue of results so far, and which will make sense as we go forward. Yep, the old loser leaves town match here um, for all you wrestling aficionados. Tennessee and Kentucky, I think, is uh, yeah, there's going to be some fans leaving town after this one ever loses. But yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, what else can you say? I mean, first half could almost have not gone any better, and then the second half was just the complete opposite. And so, just it's not easy to put it all together, you know, when you play Alabama uh, for an entire four quarter stretch. But um, Tennessee did it for a couple. And so, like you said, it, it's at least there. You know it's there. Um, but they're going to, again, have a very – this is the toughest part of the schedule we've been talking about. Start off well against A&M, getting a win, but, you know, still having to go to Kentucky, Missouri, Georgia, uh, at home and there. And so, yeah, this is where you got to put four quarters together. It's not Two's not going to do it against this kind of slate. So, Number six, Florida, again, kind of hard to position – Florida ahead of any of the teams in front of it or behind any of the teams behind it with, by virtue of beating Tennessee. And I know Kentucky's sitting there at nine going, hey, wait, we beat you guys. But 
Um, if we do that for everybody, went up with the mass. It just seemed to make the most sense to have Florida at six. Yeah, Florida has more and more momentum than Kentucky right now. Um, uh, coming off two, two straight wins. And like we said, just getting that win at South Carolina was huge, even though, you know, comes by two points. It's still just for your psyche and what that team needed. It was significant. So, yeah, had a nice off week. And, you know, your reward is Georgia. And I mean, there's no question in my mind that one of the teams, you know, out there, top two, top three, top five, what do you want to put it in? Toughest remaining schedule. Uh, Florida Gators going to be right in there with uh, Georgia, Arkansas, which, you know, doesn't look uh, as intimidating as it would have, but at LSU, at Missouri, Florida State, still to go. We have got three one loss teams in the SEC, one of which is the Missouri Tigers. They are the lowest ranked of the one loss teams uh, coming off a basically dismantling of. South Carolina. Uh, Missouri continues to, I think, be about as consistent as any team in, in the conference week in and week out. I think hard to argue the Tigers anywhere, certainly below number five, uh, and probably hard to argue them ahead of here given what's happened with, with our team at number four. Yeah, I mean, if you thought this was a fluke, like, <laughs> it's not. I think it's pretty clear at this point, Missouri's for real. Um, I think it took some people longer to get on the bandwagon th than others, but yeah, I think it's pretty obvious at this point. Like you said, just came out and dismantled South Carolina and that's what you want to see from a good team is go out and take advantage of those weaknesses on the other side. And Missouri did that and now I get a week off and get ready for that. I mean, it's a significant game at Georgia because again, we think about just what it means for the SEC title race and all that. I'm really looking forward to that one. So LSU at number four. But let me ask you this. If, if we're playing everybody on a neutral field this week, uh, and you're just saying, who do you least want to face right now? LSU might be number one. That's the thing, right? It's like power rankings, you know, I guess the the way our staff composite rankings always come together, it's, it's usually just a mix of, all right, you know, record and, again, sort of where a team is overall versus maybe just looking at it, you know, in a smaller sample size. And like you said, I, I think LSU could beat anybody in the country when they're playing as well as they can play offensively. Um, defensively, maybe some questions, although as we know, um, Hey, it's looked a little bit better. I know Auburn, not the greatest offensive bunch, but we give up 18 there, you know, they blank army here and now they get the week off to get ready for the, the game of the year, potentially, um, you know, in Alabama. So, yeah, I LSU at four when you could absolutely justify them being, you know, a couple spots higher. I think just based on how good they are offensively, and we've said that before, you could put them against anybody, and they're going to have a chance just because of what they can do on offense. Well, but and, and of course, it's not just what have you done for me lately. It's it's body of work, and and Ole Miss, our number three team, did beat LSU head to head. Ole Miss has still lost just one game. And some of those wins are starting to look respectable. I mean, the, Tulane has lost one time. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say Ole Miss has got a super loud resume, but it's done some quality things in, in a league where some teams have, have failed to rack up a lot of significant wins. Yeah, sometimes you just got to win games. <laughs> That's all they've done, right? Except for the Alabama game, they just won games. And, you know, sure, some of them have been close, but – in the SEC, you'll take close wins over losses of any kind. Um, and so Ole Miss just keeps finding ways to win. And, again, that's what it comes down to is, hey, 
whether it's a shootout type game against LSU, whether it's kind of having to grind some things out a little bit against an Arkansas or an Auburn, um, they, they always seemingly find a way except for that Alabama game. So yeah, I think this is absolutely justified and, you know, again, kind of the upcoming schedule for them. Um, so it's a pretty nicely here for the rebels. So. Number two, Alabama. A lot of the computers have, have got Alabama ahead of Georgia now. It just can't go there yet by one loss and by virtue of Georgia being the defending national champion and having not lost a game, uh, by for lack of a better idea. Look, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna find out in the end. We're either gonna get Georgia, Alabama, or Georgia LSU. But uh for now it's it's Alabama two and by default Georgia, which had a bye week number one. Yep, as usual, these two sitting right here at the top, um, kind of carved out these spots. I just think it's hard to knock them off there at this point. But of course, that could all change on Saturday, November the fourth, um, given the the two matchups we're going to have there, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that will kind of be the defining part since Alabama and LSU both have uh, the week off. It will we we will see some movement, perhaps of some sort, uh, depending on how those uh, two games uh, unfold. Then, like we said, with Alabama. Hosting LSU and, um, you know, the Georgia-Missouri game the following week. So, um, yeah, going to be very interesting. Excuse me. That's not the following week. That's the um, that's November 4th as well, right? So, yeah. So, it's a huge, huge setup there in terms of not only our power rankings, but more importantly, perhaps, although I don't know, um, college football playoff. I think our power rankings could be just as important as that. So Yeah, well, we're, we're tracking the playoff. Well, that's <laughs> going to be an episode on our daily show this week. Not sure which day it'll be, but uh, hit the subscribe button and and you'll and hit your notifications and you'll find out. We will compare all the SEC teams compared to the other ones in playoff contention, break down what's ahead, what's been banked, all those things. Uh, basketball content coming soon. Uh, goodness, we're, we're two weeks away from <laughs> basketball. Can't wait for that. Was at SEC Media's this week and enjoyed my time down in Birmingham. Anyway, lots of sports content coming up here soon at southeastern 14 hope you're here for it he is blake lovell i'm chris lee thanks for watching us here at southeastern 14 and we'll see you again soon